even if it is five, six, or seven hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, we can get them on Medicaid using the Medicaid rules under the spousal protection rules. Okay. Meaning that Congress had a heart and said, look, we understand when a married person goes into the nursing home, there is typically a spouse that is not in the nursing home. They need money, they need income, they need to survive. And so they created these rules to protect the spouse, not mm-hmm. in the nursing home. And we as elder law attorneys can use those rules to protect fairly large sums of money, yeah. five, six, seven, maybe $800,000. So let's go to the single person. Okay. Okay. So this is the second spouse typically that goes into the nursing home. For them, we can protect at least half. Welcome to the Answers on Aging podcast. This podcast provides solutions to your questions and commonly faced challenges about caregiving, legal, and financial issues, personal struggles associated with the normal aspects of aging, and the unforeseen obstacles that oftentimes can be life-altering and even devastating. Each episode dissects real life, real-time issues, and will often feature special guests who bring expert-level knowledge and free resources straight to you. This podcast is hosted by certified elder law attorney Todd Watley and licensed nursing home administrator Sarah Scott. Together, these aging experts bring an impressive combined 30-plus years of experience to the table in order to give you all the answers on aging. That is right. This is the Answers on Aging podcast, and my name is Todd Watley. And as always, I thank you for joining us. And thankfully, I am here with my co-host, Sarah Scott. Hey, Todd Watley, and welcome everyone to the Answers on Aging podcast, where we drop a new episode every week to help bring you information that makes aging as we know it a lot easier. And we love giving as much information and helping as many seniors or caregivers of seniors as possible. So today's episode, we're going to answer the question, do I really have to pay privately for the nursing home? This is a big one. It is. It's a big one. And you, I'm sure, have heard so many horror stories about people who have saved their entire lives and then just dwindled down their entire life savings for nursing home care. And what most people don't fully understand that we're going to help, well, Todd will mainly help articulate today, um, is how could, even if someone has been paying privately in the nursing home for, let's say, a year already, um, how in the world could they get Medicaid to cover their care? Mm -hmm. So you need to drop a little disclaimer first. Sure. And, you know, this is a national broadcast, and I am licensed in two states, and so I know those two states very well, but also um, know generally how each state works, other than California. Mm-hmm. California is a totally different place. So most of these things I'm going to talk about generally don't work in California, but any other state. I'm going to give general information, mm-hmm. general concepts, but something that I say on this podcast may be different in your state. Okay. Okay. So it'll be close, but I highly recommend that you seek the advice of your own elder law attorney, ideally a certified elder law attorney, 
nearby. The way that you can find a certified elder law attorney is by going to the National Elder Law Foundation website, and that is N-E-L-F dot O-R-G. That is in our show notes, so just... You know, scroll down, click the link, and on that page, you will find find a CELA, a certified elder law attorney. And it, even if there's not one in your town, but it's within driving distance, I would highly recommend that you do that because you know that a certified elder law attorney knows what they're doing and has been vetted and is certified. So yeah. some of the information I give may be different in your state. Seek the advice of your own attorney. Yes, and to that, Todd, I just want to make the point that just because someone is an estate planning attorney does not mean they're an elder law attorney. Yeah, that's so very commonly. And some estate planning attorneys think they're elder law attorneys just uh-huh. because they deal with old people all the time. But please understand that you, for what we're going to talk about today, you have to understand Medicaid yes. and how it works and how the rules are written to protect you. Okay, and I I think that's what so many people are surprised by. It's like, well, why are you talking about Medicaid? You know, that's for poor people. No, it's for people who qualify. And there are rules out there that say in this situation, if you do these things, we will pay for your care. And so, you know, let me just address real quick the initial gut reaction of, wait a second, that's taking advantage or, Mm -hmm. you know, getting people on Medicaid who really don't, quote, deserve it. Well, it's a federal plan, okay? It it has rules. It's very like the IRS system. Mm -hmm. And so what I equate it to is if the IRS encourages us to buy houses and to take out a mortgage because... And the reason I say they encourage that is because your mortgage expense interest is deductible from your income. So yeah. they're like, hey, if you're paying mortgage interest, then you can take that off your income and not pay taxes on that. Well, you would be foolish for not doing that, for not taking advantage of that. If you give money to your church, to a charity, you get to deduct that from your income and Mm -hmm. you pay less taxes in. And that's just the prudent thing to do. I am on the other end of that. This is a federal benefit that is there. We tell Medicaid everything we've done. We follow their rules. We take their rules to say, you're going to let this person qualify for Medicaid if we do A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. We do A, B, and C. We get them on Medicaid, and we can preserve lots of money. That's because we understand the rules, and we can use those rules for your benefit. Right. It's not being shady. It's not hiding anything. And when we say protect your estate, we're not talking about protecting it like in a lockbox that nobody knows about. It's just protecting Medicaid from being able to make you spend it. Yeah. Getting the care that you need pay for by Medicaid without losing everything. Mm-hmm. So let's, let me address the next issue that some people have. And this is our point number three, but I'm going to do it now okay. is when I bring up Medicaid, people instantly go, Oh, wait a second. I don't want to be on Medicaid. Yeah. Well, why? Well, there's those quote Medicaid nursing homes. And for example, and this is not the case everywhere, but in Arkansas, where both of us are, 
every nursing home that you can go into takes Medicaid. Yes. Okay. They take it. They they gladly take it because they could not fill the beds if they didn't. Right. Now, I am also licensed in Oakland. Homa, and not every nursing home there takes Medicaid. Mm-hmm. So you do have to be careful. But what people are surprised by, there's some really nice nursing homes who take Medicaid. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. And so in your state, wherever you are, don't assume that every nursing home takes Medicaid. They may. But when you're looking around, and there's probably a guide out there somewhere that will tell you, probably a a hospital discharge planner can tell you which nursing homes take Medicaid. You get to choose. The other misconception is that if I go on Medicaid, they're going to tell me where I can um, go. No, No. you get to choose. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so you just have to make sure that you choose a nursing home that takes Medicaid. But once you've done that, you get to stay there. And if you don't like it, you can move to another nursing home Mm -hmm. that takes Medicaid. So there's really no downside. Um, And the other thing that people find interesting is the people in the nursing home, they don't know the person caring for you, the nurse, the CNA, the dietitian, they don't know, nor do they care who's paying your bill. Mm -hmm. The administrator, the business office, and the director of nursing knows primarily because they're in meetings that talk about the clients and sometimes their payer source comes up, mm-hmm. but the it, it doesn't matter to the nursing staff who pays the bill they don't know nor do they care so they are not going to treat your loved one differently because they're on medicaid well and there are also regulations put in place (laughs) that make sure that residents who are private pay and residents who are on medicaid are treated exactly the same Mm -hmm. and if there's any indication that something is being done differently because of that resident's payer source, there are some big time big consequences time. Mm-hmm. and it could pro- most likely make that person lose their job. So I yeah. mean, the rules are there to protect your money and to also protect any type of discrimination based on your payer source. Okay. So getting that out of the way, there is yeah. no downside to Medicaid and um, it's, it's a great service and most people in nursing homes in a, Medicaid, a nursing home that takes Medicaid, I would say typically 60 to 80% of those people are on Medicaid. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's, it is not a stigma that you, you need to be worried about. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it's not, but I will tell you that of course, medic, I'm sorry, of course, nursing homes want to fill their beds with private pay residents. It, I mean, they're going to get more money. It's going to help their bottom line. However, if they don't have Medicaid beds and they're not getting, or I'm sorry, if they don't have residents there on Medicaid, chances are they're not going to have a facility full of private pay residents. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a lot of empty beds and they would much rather get paid by Medicaid than have an empty bed. Absolutely. So, I mean, whenever it comes down to, you know, the care plan meeting and we're looking at discharge plans and your husband's coming off of skilled Medicare services and they say he we recommend that he stay here long term and the business office manager chimes in and says that's going to be $6500 a month 
and your reaction is, there's no way I can afford that, so we're going home, Mm -hmm. that's a big problem. Your loved one's not going to get the care that they need. And no, you can't afford $6,500 a month, but let's work with an elder law attorney. Let's lay out all of our financial picture and figure out how we can protect some assets and also get him qualified to get the care that he needs. Yeah, very good. So what people are surprised to know is many times if you are private pay, there's a really good chance that we can get you on Medicaid. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's talk about the married person first. Yes. So in pretty much across the country, if a married person, they, they will look at all of your assets. Okay. So married six months or 60 years, they don't Mm -hmm. care. They're going to look at both as the assets of both of them. Now, once they look at all of those assets, there are things called non-countable assets, and it's a fairly short list. It is the home. It is anything that is in that home. It is one vehicle, and it is a irrevocable burial plan. Now, in some states, the spouse not in the nursing home, their IRA is protected, Okay. okay? In the two states I practice in, that is not the case. So Mm -hmm. that is very, very state-specific. But even if they do count your IRA, it's it's okay. You're going to get to keep it. We just have to do something different with Mm -hmm. it. So the non-countable assets, home, household furnishings, car, burial, and maybe the IRA of the spouse not in the nursing home. Everything else gets counted. So of that amount... Even if it is five, six, or seven hundred thousand dollars, we can get them on Medicaid using the Medicaid rules under the spousal protection rules. Meaning that Congress had a heart and said, Look, we understand when a married person goes into the nursing home, there is typically a spouse that is not in the nursing home. They need money, they need income, they need to survive. And so they created these rules to protect the spouse, Mm -hmm. not in the nursing home. And we as elder law attorneys can use those rules to protect fairly large sums of money, five, six, seven, maybe $800,000. And so, so many times people will learn of this and say, wait, I don't have to be writing this check every month. Mm -hmm. I could be on Medicaid. Yeah, possibly so. And so... That's why we're doing this podcast. That's why we're encouraging you to tell people is, hey, if you're private pay, at least meet with an elder law attorney and see if there is something that can be done. Because, mm-hmm. and, and I'll just tell you real quick, if someone comes in with half a million dollars, the spouse not in the nursing home, they get to keep, as the money sits right now, $130,000 mm-hmm. plus their home, plus their household furnishings, plus a car plus the burial. Okay. So $130,000 is like, wait, that's, that's not much money. You take the other money. If we did have half a million dollars, we take $370,000 and we put it into a very specific, um, annuity. It's a Medicaid qualifying annuity and it pays to the community spouse. Mm -hmm. The rules in all, but I think three States say that the income of the 
community spouse, they get to keep it. Okay. Mm -hmm. They get to keep their income regardless. There are three states, I think two or three states out there that if your income is over a fairly high amount, you will have to pay some of that. It's like 10% or so, 15% to the nursing home for their care, but that's in very few states. Mm -hmm. Um, most states say the spouse not in the nursing home, they get to keep all of their income. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we just take those assets that are causing you to be disqualified, that $370,000 or four hundred seventy or six hundred seventy, whatever, put that into a annuity that pays to the community spouse as quickly as possible without being too outrageous to let them keep this money. Yeah. So they've got the 130, they've got their home, their household furnishings, their vehicle, and their um, prepaid burial, and possibly their IRA. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the money's coming to them monthly, and they get to keep it yeah. while the spouse in the nursing home is now on Medicaid. There you go. It's voila. And so sometimes if you've been in a nursing home and you've been paying or your your loved ones in the nurse home and you've been paying for some time, it's very possible that you could qualify right now and Mm -hmm. just not know it. Yeah. And so probably over my twenty two years, I've probably had ten or fifteen cases where they came in, they've been in the nursing home for months or years, (coughs) and we look at the situation and say, look, you've spent down enough money that you're qualified and you've been qualified for three, four, five, six months. Mm-hmm. Well, in most states, we can actually go back three months and say, you know, we do an application that day. They're in the office. It's like, here, fill this out. Let's get this in today because then Medicaid will go back and say, well, if you were qualified three months ago, we will start paying Medicaid three months ago, which means they pay the nursing home and the nursing home gives you a refund of three months worth of your care. So people come in spending six, seven, eight thousand bucks a month. I tell them first, you don't have to make that payment anymore. You're qualified and you're going to get a refund of you know, ten, twelve, fifteen thousand yeah. dollars. They're super happy, and they're like, "Man, we're so glad we came to see you." I was like, "Yeah, yeah. I bet." Yeah. So that's how we do it with a married person. Okay, it's it it is complex. There's a whole lot of rules there, but for the purpose of this podcast, I want you to understand there is something that can be done. Yes. And if you are paying privately and you're married and you have under, I'll say, a million dollars in countable assets, not counting your home countable assets, please go see a an elder law attorney so that they can look at your situation and say, yeah, let's get you on Medicaid or yeah, sorry, but for whatever reason you can't, sure. but at least you'll know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've got to, I mean, it's like, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. If you don't go to the right person, mm-hmm. you're not going to find out this information. You're not going to potentially get your loved one on Medicaid and you're going to spend all of your money. Yeah. On and, your care. Yep. And you don't have to. Right. So let's go to the single person. Okay. Okay. So this is the second spouse typically that goes into the nursing home. For them, we can protect at least half. Okay. okay. It gets convoluted, it gets complicated, but basically we give away half of your money, Mm -hmm. the other half we put into that same annuity I just talked about, but we design it, you know, if 
if you give away money, that creates a penalty. There's a five-year look back. And so if you make a gift, Medicaid will penalize you for the length of time that that gift would have paid for the nursing home. <coughs> so we typically give away half. We use the other half to put into that annuity to pay the nursing home during the penalty period. And mm-hmm. since you're doing half and half, it works out typically. Yeah. Now, what 50 50 doesn't contemplate is income. So if the person's income is pretty good, you know, mm-hmm. 2000 2500 3000 bucks a month, we don't need the annuity to pay the full price of the nursing home each month. We only need to make up the difference. So therefore, we can give away more money, get that 50-50 up to like 60-40 or 70-30, and with that remaining portion going into the annuity, we just make up the difference between their income and what the nursing home is charging through that penalty period, and we can protect fairly large sums of money there, yeah. half. And if you're at five or six or $700,000 there, then we start looking at, well, there is no reason for you to pay more than five years, okay? Because there is a five-year look back with Medicaid. They can only go back five years to see what you've done with your stuff, and they are looking for gifts. And so if you can, if you're in a nursing home with $800,000, my recommendation would be let's run the numbers, let's calculate how much five years is going to cost, mm-hmm. and let's give away everything Besides that, yeah. you know, we could very well give away, you know, $500,000 and use 300000 to pay for the nursing home for the next five years and know five years from now, plus one month, this person's going to be broke. We can apply for Medicaid and Medicaid will then pay because the agreement with Congress from Congress is, hey, if you'll pay for five years, we'll pick up the bill for the rest of your life. Yeah. So therefore, you give away everything else, keep enough money to pay for five years, and boom, five years from now, they're on Medicaid, and you get to protect all of those assets that you gave away. That sounds so easy. Well, it in concept, it is, okay? There's a lot of rules and things mm-hmm. that you must follow, and again, you need the expertise of a elder law attorney who truly understands this and has done it more than a few dozen times and can walk you through this and say, this is how it's done. The rules are there to protect you. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. no reason for you to pay for more than five years because there's only a five year look back. So, um, please, please, please take this to heart. And even if it doesn't apply to you, if you know someone who is paying privately for a nursing home and they have, under a million dollars, please have them listen to this podcast and seek the advice of their own attorney, wherever they are to see, can we get Medicaid to pay for this and let's protect the assets using the rules that are out there. Right. So basically in a nutshell, if you have a spouse living in the nursing home, you're paying privately for their bill. There are things that you can do as long as you're a, under about a million bucks, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That you can save a big chunk of your life savings and get them qualified for Medicaid. Mm-hmm. There are also rules in place for single people in similar situations. 
Um, if you're on Medicaid, that doesn't mean you're in a stinky old facility. Right. You get to choose what facility you live in. And there are beautiful, nice mm-hmm. Medicaid accepting facilities out there. And the care should not be any different if you're on Medicaid or if you're on private pay. So please don't let those common misconceptions keep you from looking into what needs to be done to protect your estate and to get your loved one the care that they need paid for by Medicare. Yep. Medicaid. Medicaid. (laughs) Paid for by (laughs) By Medicaid. Medicaid. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so um, I wanted to get this out there and let people know because it's it's a huge deal. It's, mm-hmm. it's just a huge deal. People are so happy once they learn this. So please, please, please share this with folks. Thank you, as always, for subscribing. We appreciate it. And thank you for doing that. But please tell other people. Yeah, let everybody know. Help them. Help us. Help you. Help you. <laughs> I think that's a song, isn't it? should be. <laughs> it should be. All right. Thank you all very much and join us next week. Thank you for listening to the Answers on Aging podcast with Todd and Sarah. Be sure to hit subscribe and keep tuning in each week as they bring you helpful, useful, and easy to find resources for making life as we age as simple and enjoyable as possible. For more information about this episode, visit AnswersOnAgingPodcast.com. Click on the show notes tab and take advantage of the free resources right there at your fingertips. To see Todd and Sarah live, check out our Facebook page, Answers on Aging, to catch a live feed of their radio show every Wednesday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock. Todd and Sarah welcome feedback and love to answer your questions. So please, let them know what you think by leaving a review and share with your friends and family.